0: Greetings, attorneys. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I have linked the court record in the description of this episode. The court record is the list of all of the clues our players had by the end of last episode. So if they reference something that you don't recognize or you want to try to solve the mystery at home, that's going to be a great resource for you to reference. Right. So outside of the recording, we as a group decided that after you struck literally the first witness's testimony off the record, Elliot decided to call a recess normally in an Ace Attorney game that gives you an opportunity to refresh, to talk with other characters, and sometimes characters will do stuff to prep for the next part of the trial. Considering that our pre-trial conversation before edits was an hour, (laughs) we're not doing that because we actually have to have the trial. However, I'll give you the opportunity to, if there's anything that you would like to prepare, I'll let you do that. Up to like three small things, or you could do a small thing and then like a big thing
1: would you let me slash Elliot's tires? <laughs> I'm not going to. I just wanted to know if I
0: could. That would count as a small thing, yes. If
1: there was, like, evidence hidden in the tire, I would do it. But I don't think that's the case. Then again, I won't know until I try.
0: <laughs> if, if you spent two, I'd let there be evidence in there. That would be
2: your big ass.
1: <laughs> I don't have any, AP.
2: No, like two of the three actions. Oh, no, I'm not, no. I don't know how much of this needs to be done as a setup ahead of time, but I think we need to get Eddie or at least one of the other key clones on the stand, both to confirm the testimony we've already heard and to like try and get more details about this benefactor, because I think this will maybe set us up with information we can use when we pull in Lucas.
3: I want to call Eddie and Rhonda. I would like to call T.T. Romanov to the stand. Are you really pregnant?
2: (laughs) He'd respond to that. He would not respond to Rasputin. (laughs) Are we going to trick Rasputin into perjuring himself in a court of law?
1: (laughs) What a useless witness that is. Okay, so I really want to get on this whole conversational thread about the champion contract and Sammy Esther not wanting them to buy the lagoon and um, the Necromon Oasis thing.
0: So basically, why Scubacore goes into town.
1: Yeah, which would be a Lucas thing, but, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible that Irene may know this off the top of her head, but, like, uh, Irene Necromon, you know about those. Yes, a lot. As I understand, they're attached to the card, and but you don't need the card unless they're attached to a person such as you, correct?
3: They don't need a card if they are attached to a person's soul.
1: Okay, now let's say, let's say your boidle rat uh, suddenly becomes best friends with some other child at school. Is there some kind of indication about whether the boidel rat is now tethered to that person's
3: soul? I believe it can only be one at a time.
1: And if it was one at a time, I mean, is there some kind of way to tell when it has been severed from one person to another? You feel it in your soul. What I'm getting at... um, team is that Sammy and Oset were close.
0: <laughs> I imagine Sparky's doing massive like air quotes when she oh, says- Oh, she is.
1: <laughs> close. But she's also still holding papers while doing it so they're like <laughs> falling down while she's doing the air quotes. And then she'll add, so if, for instance, um, Sammy, who we all believe is actually a necromon,
3: owned by um, a person. If he wasn't in a card, he wouldn't be owned. He could have been bonded, but he wouldn't have been. Yes, I don't like to
1: use the word "owned," (laughs) but I, but I, but I, if Sammy Esther, eel Sammy Esther, was "quote unquote" property of Lucas Bang, as as written on this card, but he had gotten closer to someone else in the meantime. Being Oset Scuba, could that bond have changed?
0: Hilda, you actually remember something prescient when that's told. Eh? You remember back when the day you first met Lucas Bang. The reason they gave sleeves on your necro cards was because you couldn't have two people sign the same card. If a necromon in a card was basically bonded to two people, one of three things would happen. It would prioritize one person, it would bond with both people, or poof. They called it a complication of ownership. And thinking about how bonds work, you wonder if it might be the same idea. Sure, in this hypothetical scenario, the card doesn't have two signatures on it, but if Sammy is bonded to Oset, as Sparky implies, and has a signature, it could be a similar situation. Irene, you could recognize that too. I was just like, oh, here's a fact that Hilda was told. And then I can also be like... Check episode three, bang, no, episode four, bang, bang, part one for this lore, or it might have been part, no, it was part one, I remember, yeah.
2: I
3: will give you the chance to interrupt, otherwise Irene will just keep monologuing.
2: Hilda probably won't interrupt because she's still math memeing trying to figure out how to use this in a relevant way in the courtroom, (laughs) like reveal that Sammy is alive and is four eels.
1: (laughs) Then Irene continues monologuing.
0: Okay, so Irene just monologues all of that? Sparky's
1: writing this all down, yeah. and I'm adding it to the court record. Is that okay? Can I add complication of ownership?
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm going to count this whole conversation as one of your three things.
1: Yeah, that's fine, because we... um Listen, like with complication of ownership, there's actually no motive. It's just a thing that happened. Yeah. Because like I think we also need to... Like, I do not know who benefits from Sammy being dead or appearing to be dead. Maybe Lucas is like trying to get out of his contract or something, By pr- I don't know how that would affect it,
2: but. Um... All right. All right. Let's get down to the brass tacks. As, as much as I have been anti Lucas Bang, I don't actually think Lucas is doing this of his free will. I think he is being blackmailed into this and almost certainly by Maybelline. I'm guessing there is an aspect of the contract that gives Maybelline the actual control Or something like that. Or Maybelline will void the contract if he does what she says. It's something in that range. But like, I think Maybelline is blackmailing Lucas into this, or someone is.
0: You can always spend a point to get more information about the contract, or see if you have Lucas's. Yeah, I was going to
1: say.
2: I I think we need to look into that contract, because that will be the critical part of the motive. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so we'll say Hilda maybe texts Selena and is like, hey... Does one of those contracts happen to be Lucas's or something like that? Sure.
1: I had one more thing. Uh, um, what I want to do is, I know that you don't like time points, and I'm not looking for a specific one exactly, but what I want to know is the terrorist machine went off and all the Necromon got sucked back into their cards, yeah? Yeah. Where was Sammy when that happened? Did that not happen to Sammy?
3: Sammy was in the,
1: the
0: room. room with us. Main room. I described his head injured, but in the same way Irene's necromon were. Okay, because he's attached to a person. And I will say, if you put with your memory, you may be able to deduce who he was connected to.
3: Like that he wasn't connected to Oset Scuba?
2: I'm not sure he has been connected to Oset Scuba. We're assuming just because they're close that he is, but... If you want, I can give you
0: another hint if you want to take that as the final point, unless somebody else has a a theory they want to do. We
2: need the contract, damn it.
0: Oh, Oh, you get the contract. This would be the third and final thing you can do before the trial
1: begins. I'll take it, if everybody else is okay with it. Yeah.
0: You know, I'll, I'll take
2: it. I'll take it. So
0: the way the device worked is that when a Necromon is really injured, like really, really injured, whatever it's connected to will actually take the hit. For the cards, that means that when the Necromon were forced back into the cards, you saw some ripping on the cards. Hilda, you could look at Booker's spine and see that there's this like wear and tear down the spine of the book that wasn't there before uh, the events of Die Card. Irene, similarly, almost passed out. So whatever he was connected to, whoever, would have had to show signs of pain.
4: So,
2: Oset Scuba. Was Oset in pain? I don't think he
3: was in pain. Yeah, he was, but he did the edgy yell and drop to one knee. Oh, you're right.
0: Tom did joke that episode that he thought the key clones were all bonded to Oset because (laughs)
2: Oset screamed in pain. Oh, goddammit! I can't believe I made a joke about it and then completely (laughs) forgot this highly relevant clue. Fuck. Um,
0: Shit. So, to summarize what you got over your research, you learn more about Necromon. You learn that if a Necromon is bonded to two things, it will cause a complication of ownership. Necromon might align with one thing, Sparky knows that all too well. It might bond to both, or it might just poof the Necromon back to the afterworlds and destroy the card you uh, have deduced, or at least you theorize, that because Sammy is a Necromon and Oset screamed when the device went off, that potentially Oset was bonded to Sammy. That being said, you still don't know what the Key Clones, uh, how, how they were unaffected, so maybe he did actually get unwittingly bonded to the Key Clones. And then finally, as you're about to go in... Oh, 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 wait, wait, Kike, you see uh, a woman in hastily put on clown makeup, (laughs) look around and be like, Dr. Kanaka, am I so, am I so happy to see you?
4: Oh, hello, uh, Hilda's mom, (laughs) uh, Alina, was it? Yes! Sorry, I, I sometimes have, uh, think with names of people.
0: Trust me, with my time on the PTO, everybody is some kid's mother. To be honest, that's, Half the time, how I tolerate them. In either case, uh, Hilda wanted me to give this to her. Would you mind taking this off my hands? Uh, sure. She is going to hand you a, a contract, which I had her hand it to you, because I feel like Kike's is the only person who could get through legalese.
4: I was going to
1: say, I was going to give- Quick enough to
0: understand
4: it. I was going to give the contract flippy job to Kike. Based on that, I want to use adapt- to get a skill in understanding contractees, uh, like to read even the small print of (laughs) contracts based on all of his experiences doing things such as buying houses (laughs) and, uh, you know, doing all of these other things that require going to a notary.
0: Okay, okay, okay. In that case, you know what I'll do? Because I was just going to tell you what the contract says. I will give you a free clue that hints towards the who, the why, and the how.
4: Okay. The
0: how less so, mostly the who and the why. <laughs> so you look through your con- this contract, putting it in layman's terms, because I do not speak legalese, and I'm not going to make Ari just start speaking legalese and be like, ah,
4: yes, the contract. No, I also do not speak legalese.
0: This contract, which is Lucas Bang's contract with Scuba Corps specifically, looks almost identical to the other champion contract that Alina texted to Hilda two episodes ago. The contract does say that essentially for a year after you finish, you have to go on tour, do whatever they want. They will then dump you off wherever, you will not get support, and anytime afterwards, Scuba Corps can take you up for three months, six months, a year, and it will essentially just say you have to work for them. And that's pretty much all the contract says. You can see that there are parts where Maybelline has noted when it's happened. So it seems like Lucas has gotten two years, three years, two years, five years, and then like a three month stint in between going on tour. But one thing you notice as you're you're reading this, as you're walking back to the group, and I'm assuming Sparky, you just have everything spilled on the ground, like digging through evidence. Oh, yeah. As you look down, you see that it's signed Lucas Bang, and it's signed Maybelline Victoria. right? You see this envelope that Sparky has. It's glittering, it's pink, and it says, To Pickle. And at first you're like, oh wow, this looks just like Maybelline's handwriting. You know, it's got the swooshes, it's got the little heart. But on a closer investigation, you see that while it is signed in the same cursive way that Maybelline signed, it looks a lot more like the way lucas signed the contract so that was the writing on the high clue on the envelope for the high clue on the envelope i'm going to say the high clue was like in typewriter cuz that's yeah. fun
1: so cuz i i he, goes, he he definitely lied to me about that and it was like ah, i got this but why
2: let me reverse my theory of the last few minutes this makes it seem like lucas is the main culprit and he's actually trying to frame Maybelline as being involved, which I guess would explain the Victoria thing, because it makes no sense for that to suddenly come up again all these years later. But Lucas Bang is one of the few people who would have known about that and thus could make a connection once he realized that Maybelline was related to the old lady from the case. It might be that if Maybelline takes the fall for this, or sufficient chaos is caused at Scuba Court, then Lucas will finally be free of his contract.
1: I wrote down, why is Lucas staging the development of an old pickle case like 30 minutes ago? (laughs) Exquisite. (laughs) I knew all along. Just, just, I'm just, I'm being that asshole.
0: Okay. Bang, bang, bang. All right, after... That infernal weight, we can re begin. Oset Scuba versus Irene Hawthorne <laughs> of the state versus. And Oset just glares at Elliot, who just raises his hands. The prosecution is ready, Your Honor. And Oset turns to you. And the defense? Yep. All right. Well, without any further delay, you just kind of motions to say, get, get them up here. Get whoever is coming up here!
1: Is it our turn to call a witness? Can we do that?
0: Uh, you can, although Elliot will start being like, Yes, yeah, so, uh, I would like to call to the stand.
1: Lucas Bang!
0: Hush, murmur, murmur. Lucas Bang, Sparky. You heard me. You are really? You're gonna flirt during the court case? You have been. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Flirting? I. This is a murder trial! <laughs> Why are we flirting and then sullying the good name of the scuba core champions? You better have evidence for this. We have copious evidence. Copious amounts. All right, little girl? In that case, which where, where's the evidence? Between the four of you, you
2: clearly you should have something. Oh, oh, we have to present evidence before he comes up.
0: Yeah, yeah, one of you needs to present a piece of evidence to justify why you are trying to call
2: Lucas bang. Uh, we present the body of the victim.
0: Oset slams his gavel down, like, 50 times. Uh, and I'm gonna say it's still, like, slowly banging as Lucas just sits there. Uh,
2: well, um... (sighs) There is a reason, Your Honor, for my curious choice of air quotes there. (laughs) But the first piece of evidence here, behold the fingerprints on this piece of canvas here. Among them, you'll see Lucas Bang, which shouldn't make sense based upon our known timeline of events, because second piece of evidence, the video recording. As you can see here, we have three sections of video in that office. We can see Lucas and Alina Mishkevich cleaning up deadly nightshade, and then Sammy Winch and Oset. Sammy Oster. Arguing here. They both leave the room. And then, bam, crime scene. Now, we can go back and provide some further supplementary evidence for this if there are any questions about the timeline here, but...
0: Just one second now! I apologize for cutting you off, young one, but brevity is important in this business. I suppose your rival, and he does the air quotes back, but with one hand, failed to teach you that... You point out evidence of this video recording, this supposed video recording, and then fingerprints. But looking at the record here, and he just starts flipping through the notes, I say I see your mother's
3: fingerprints on there as well. Objection! And, And by objection, I mean this is a perfectly reasonable decision because we can't just call both of them at the same time.
0: Calling them both at the same time? Yes! Osetskua prides himself on speed and oh, no. expediency. Oh, God, no! Son oh, no. Alina no. Miskevich no. and Lucas Bang. Uh. All right. Uh, do you want to ask them their name and profession? Or should I take the lead? You do it. Sparky? Hmm. Which would you prefer? I'll
1: do whatever you want. It's not going to matter in the end. <laughs>
0: Would you state your name and profession, please? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Lucas Bang. Scuba Corps, uh, Interman, Champion. I'm Scuba, I, press guy? I, I just kind of, I do whatever. I do whatever Mr. Scuba tells me to do. And I am Alina Maria Miskevich. So my, my day job, what I primarily do is uh, I am a planner for events. I help plan events. And, you know, that's that's a million different jobs in one. Like, you know, there's friend, confidant, planner, project manager, therapist, sometimes if I have to be honest, and a communicator. And then I have a couple of hobbies. Uh, I have a small sketchy store mm-hmm. that I, I do a little like stitching and stuff like that. And then, oh, yeah. And then, of course, I am a mother to just the, the, the smartest, cutest, most impressive young lady in the world. <laughs> Right over there, everybody. Uh, in the world, <laughs> mind you, and you know, being a mother, even though you have you have one other partner, it's a, that is a job in and of itself.
2: <laughs> Sustained.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> I want to believe that the head in hands that Emily just did was Irene's actual reaction as well.
3: <laughs> Irene's so tired.
2: <laughs> All right, there, witness. Would you both
0: state what happened? On the night of the incident, uh, the time frame of uh, let's say eleven to eleven twenty. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, oh, I mean, you you go first, Lucas. You go. For, uh, I'm not really feeling much. Like, no, you, you you can go first. I mean, uh, okay, all right, fine. I, I, I'll go first. All right, okay, you ready? Okay, so. The night started around, I would say, 6 p.m. is when we uh, all start putting up our makeup for the event. Although maybe it really started uh, like a couple weeks before when we got the invitation. And then, OBJECTION! From the time of 11 to 11.20 p.m. Oh, right. Well, at that point, we were all in Osetskuba's office and Hilda was going off to be a hero. That's her, that's that's Hilda right over there. Uh, that's Hilda with my best friend, Sparky Malarkey, oh, and my good friend, Dr. Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka, and then Irene, who has been just such a good influence on my little Hilda too, and Alina. The time, Alina, please. Alina, please, the time. Sparky's enjoying this. Right, uh, so we were all at the thing. It was all of us together. I think I think Sammy was Sammy was there, wasn't he, Lucas? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was uh in the room. So I um, what did I do? Oh yeah, the first thing I did is I so I walked up and I shook his hand just to to thank him for being so helpful. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we so we did we did that. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we shook his hand as a, as just a way of saying thank you, and then hold it.
2: I just wanted to clarify something there, Mister Bang.
0: Oh uh, well um.
2: I'm not sure. I uh, well. Um... You gave a very non-committal answer after Ms. Mishkevich said that she shook the victim's hand. Did you also shake the victim's hand at that time? Are you making an affirmative claim of that? Oh uh, well, uh, affirmative. What did you or did you not shake the victim's hand at this time? Well, um.
0: I believe I was busy starting the work cleaning up the papers. That was right. I was talking to uh, M- Mr. Esther and Lucas, just being the generous soul he was, saw all of these built up papers on the ground and started picking them up. And then so I helped him clean up a little bit and that's um all I did. Yeah. And then, uh oh, you came in and Oset just growls. And, uh, and kicked us all out. <laughs> and that,
2: that's pretty much our night.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, that, that was it. Hmm. That does leave us with a very interesting contradiction, though, Mr. Bang. Because based upon the testimony here, which you are not disputing at this time, is that right? No. It leaves a question of how your fingerprints ended up on the victim's body, per se.
0: Objection! Sparky, this is what you get when you have a toddler liege or defense.
1: I bet you know that well.
0: Do you want to explain the contradiction, or shall I?
1: Please, by all means, Elliot, you do love talking.
0: Fingerprints have stayed on surfaces for as long as 40 years. I'm sure in that amount of time, uh, Mr. Bang will have had plenty of interactions with Mr. Esther. At such point, fingerprints could be kept.
1: Hold it just one moment there, Elliot. When I converse with people, I don't normally touch them all over, leaving my fingerprints on that person. Mr. Bang, was that normally your practice with Sammy?
0: Who <laughs> said is glaring? Yes. Did you touch him <laughs> all over?
1: <laughs>
0: Actually, he's gonna knock nonsense. No one would touch him all over. <laughs> I object to that?
1: Well, I should certainly hope not, Your Honor.
3: Also, fingerprints aren't going to stay on if you wash yourself and go about normal wear and tear during the day.
0: Exactly. Sammy had a very thorough hygiene routine. He kept himself in tip-top shape. Uh, uh I, I I must have just brushed into him sometime during the chaos of the night, you know. Hmm.
1: Oh, you saw him again before the murder? If I remember correctly, I was with you when I didn't see you touch him once.
0: Well, you went with me the whole night.
1: No, and that does leave some blank spots.
0: I, I was, I, other times, um, I think Maybelline got me for something and, uh, you know what? Actually, I just remembered. Maybelline. I saw her go into the office after everyone left. Oh, really?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Uh, gotcha. <laughs> she is not in the video.
2: Well, there are, there are gaps in the video, so we probably shouldn't... Could, could you please explain what video evidence
0: you have? No. Ah, yes! The Zeppelin AI video! <laughs> I understand what you're talking about. I've actually hooked it up to the system! Zeppelin, <laughs> rise!
4: Hello, Osa. Oh,
0: play the video! And the video will play... And I'm just doing this as a way of out of character, being like, "All right, now the video is just up on some monitors. So you can yeah. reference it at so any time." So we can reference it. Grizzly for sure, but we're talking about a twenty-minute time frame, and yet only three minutes of video are there.
2: Yes, it's extremely suspicious. I would say that one would need access to the system there in ScubaCorp in order to delete that evidence, which is most likely what happened. Curiously enough, that leads me to another question, Mr. Bang. Do you have an access card for Scuba Corps headquarters?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, oh oh, yeah, access card. Yeah, all of us get that. I, um, I think I got, uh, I think I got ultra status. Basic status, <laughs> Lucas. Do not speak above your station.
2: Uh, yeah. But it would have been very easy to upgrade it to legendary status. Isn't that right? Uh, I don't think so.
0: Yes, the only way to upgrade something to Legendary status is through my own room, and
2: only I know the way into that. But all of us were in that room with you on the night in question, Your Honor. Myself, Sparky Malarkey, Mr. Bang, and you. We were in that room, and unfortunately, your security is not as good as you think it is, because we were able to just upgrade a random card to Legendary ourselves. We, we still have it right here. We can probably enter it as evidence if we need to.
0: Elliot raises his eyebrow and says, Intriguing. Maybe I should have given the toddler the lawyer badge instead of you, Sparky.
1: I thought much the same thing about you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 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 um. (laughs) Oh! So, even with your status as champion big, big press guy, you don't get a legendary pass to the Zeppelin or whatever. I thought for sure it would be in your contract.
0: Uh my my contract.
1: Your contract, yes, actually slams it down. Ah! <laughs> Could you elaborate on the nature
3: of your contractual obligations to ScubaCorp?
1: It's a simple question, Lucas.
3: We're cool, but Booker slams his little leg down the longer <laughs> the silence gets. <laughs> and then if it goes on any longer, he slams his little leg down again. Leans forward.
0: I imagine, like, everyone's behind the podium except for Booker, who's gone up to the witness stand. (laughs)
1: He's just badgering the witness.
0: Lucas only flinches uh, a little bit, but he remains relatively
2: unfazed, and he says,
0: Where did you get that?
2: It was in the office that night, wasn't it? The papers you cleaned up. No. That's how it was accepted as evidence. No,
0: no, it could not have been in that office.
1: Why is that?
0: (sighs) I, uh... The important thing is I, um, I didn't enter the office after I left.
1: That's not the question we ask, Lucas. I didn't didn't enter the office after I left. That doesn't answer the obligations of your contract. Dr. Kanaka, would you like to go over the contract, please?
4: Uh, I <laughs> repeat whatever Kyle told me about the contract. It would be actually, it would be really funny if you were like, um, so,
1: and then Sparky just took it and was like, so the contract details <laughs> that you can be called up by Scubacore at any time. Was this press junket one of those times where you were called up by Scubacore?
0: I did not enter that room afterwards.
1: And um, another thing about the contract, we can see that your signature is right here. Uh, we've had a handwriting expert (laughs) compare this signature with this envelope that you claim you received. Do you remember it?
0: Spocky, I told you, Maybelline was the only person who entered that room. She is- Why
1: did you pretend that Maybelline wrote this envelope? This is your handwriting. It's your handwriting, but made to look like Maybelline. So why are you trying to frame Maybelline for this? There was glitter on the crime scene as well, but I don't see why. Unless, of course, it was to frame Maybelline.
0: Objection! Lucas, Spark, you can see, has gone from indignation to rage to he's red again in the face, but you can see his lip is starting to quiver and you can see his eyes are starting to well up with tears. I know. I can't. I can't. The witness has clearly stated that he has no direct experience with whatever happened in that room at that time.
1: Objection. Objection, The witness has not answered any of my questions.
0: And pray tell, Sparky, what relevance do any of your questions have?
2: We're establishing a motive.
3: Which is, you know, really high level, considering they didn't seem to find it important the, to...
0: Uh, AS Attorney rules. Uh, establish a
3: motive
2: for The burden for me. of proof falls on, the, uh, on defense. the defense at all times, in all ways.
3: Every single time.
2: Elliot
0: doesn't have to prove shit. He has to just prove that you suck.
3: <laughs> well, my school book reports say otherwise, Elliot.
0: Ah, Miss Anderson was always such a hack. <laughs> she even gave
2: Lucas an A.
1: No. <laughs> Fuck you, Elliot. <laughs>
2: Look what they've done to my boy. <laughs> Stop, he's already dead.
1: <laughs> I would like to present Maybelline's testimony about the nature of the contract.
2: Maybe we can just ask Oset Scuba directly for some clarification on that. Oh my
1: god, we probably could. Do we need to put him on the stand? Mr. Scuba? Judge Scuba? Your honor. If you would kindly take the stand, I'd like to ask you questions about this contract, because the witness will not answer me.
0: So now you wish to put, the, you wish to put Scuba Corps on trial. Is that your next gambit? Defense?
2: Yes. W- well... Yes and no in this case, Your Honor. We're mostly just trying to establish some very specific information here that will clarify what happened. And we need an expert to do so. Oset raises his gavel hand and he's going
0: to go to slam it down, but he pauses for a second. And you guarantee this will bring the killer to justice.
1: I flash him a thumbs up.
0: Then Oset Scuba shall take the stand! And with a switch, his coat billows out we can just see the other two witnesses aren't there anymore. It's just him in the stand, just fucking warped there. My name is Oset Scuba. I am the 19-year-old trillionaire CEO of Scuba Corps Unlimited, the greatest organization in the here and the hereafter.
3: Objection. <laughs> Irene doesn't say that. She's <laughs> just putting
0: her hands over Irene. She just whispers it to Kike.
3: Yeah.
2: Hilda, Hilda has just a face of, like, cold, dead look of, I am so done with this shit.
1: <clears throat> Mr. CEO Scuba. Yes. As part of your illustrious company, I assure that the contracts are regulated with the utmost care and detail.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so, the contracts regarding the tournaments and where they are hosted. Um, If you could confirm the testimony of a high-level office person who works for you, when you stage a tournament in a local town you also take the opportunity to canvas nearby oases he
0: was going back and forth but because you phrased it in a way that doesn't make scuba core look bad he will allow it and he will say yes uh yes absolutely Necromon is our entire field we do research all about it part of our uh, academic research to uh to canvas as you said Necromon, get an idea of what is where
1: of course. And um, in an effort to undertake this research, you usually find a local person to help you. Is that correct?
0: Why, yes, of course. ScubaCore Unlimited. And you can see for the first time, he kind of forces a little smile as he gets in the like marketing pose. And yeah. he starts actually motioning to the cameras. He says, ScubaCore Unlimited cares deeply about the populations that so graciously hosted the tournament. And, uh, yes, we use a, uh, a local expert is what we call
1: it. And how did you meet the local expert for this year? Um,
0: and he pauses for a
1: second. Around. Around. Did you meet Mr. Sammy Esther before or after you contacted Lucas Bang to be the champion press man for this tournament?
0: I, uh, well, O does not directly manage such things. I believe a disgruntled ex employee handled the contract.
1: But can you confirm that this contract states that ScubaCorp can call a former champion such as Lucas Bang to work for them at any time?
0: Objection! The honor is no legal expert. You can't expect him to speak to the means of a contract that he directly had no hand in.
1: I can if it's his company. Are you implying that Oset Scuba doesn't know something?
0: <laughs> How dare you! I might have you know that I am as of...
1: Today, a legally appointed master of the law. (laughs) He is a judge, Elliot. You should perhaps watch your words next time. (laughs) Watch your
0: words indeed. Yes, I can confirm that contract is in fact the thing you said.
1: Mm -hmm. And if someone were to want to get out of that contract, how would they go about doing that?
0: Does someone want out of their contract with Scuba Corps?
1: Purely hypothetical.
0: Because I, Oset Scuba shall personally find them and make them realize what a mistake they have made.
1: So we know what happens now if someone tries to leave the contract.
0: Oh, you cannot imagine <laughs> what would happen. Because, um, <clears throat> and he looks back at the camera, because, uh, it, it's it's such a good deal, you know? A, a hard bargain. And he, like, the words eke out, like... It's painful for him to say a hard bargain. (laughs) Uh, Someone definitely taught him to say this. Hold it! Spocky Malagi. are you genuinely insinuating that Lucas Bang murdered Sammy Esther to get out of his contract?
2: Hang on, let me reread a thing. Want me to try responding? Yeah, you can jump in. Okay. Um... Well, that's uh, a method we're trying to find solid evidence for. But there are a number of factors that don't seem to add up unless, unless perhaps the fact that Miss Maybelline Victoria and her signature on Lucas's contract is significant to its binding nature. Mr. Scuba. Yes. Since you are so knowledgeable about this. I'm knowledgeable about all things. If the employee of your company who actually signed this paperwork were fired or convicted or in in other words, just disgraced and removed from the company, would that change the contract in any way?
0: Scubacore Unlimited, Pires, only the best of the best. Such a hypothetical would never come to pass.
2: Be that as it may, you did mention in your testimony just a few moments ago that it was a disgruntled ex-employee <laughs> who signed this contract. Those were your exact words, sir. <laughs> Oset glares again,
0: but this glare is less from a person in power and more from someone who realizes just what a powerless position he's been put in. He doesn't like being a witness. It's not as uh, enriching and empowering as he thought. So, Oset takes a couple of moments to think before finally spitting out, As I said, only the best work for Scuba Such insinuations that someone imperfect at any point worked at the company... Well, if you looked at our records, you would find that no such person exists. I end my testimony. Let us take another recess. While everyone leaves the courtroom for their second recess, let's do a quick announcement break. I want to start today's announcement break by shouting out our sensitivity readers. For anyone not familiar, sensitivity readers, as we use them, are specialized people who take a look at plot points and characters that exist outside of my lived experience. For example, Chaz is both black and trans, things that I am not, so we got a sensitivity reader for him or we got a couple of sensitivity readers for Irene's Disability, because while that is Emily's lived experience, we still wanted to get the perspective from somebody else. Sensitivity readers are an invaluable tool, and while some of the ones we worked with chose to stay anonymous, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Ace, Chris Cooper, RPG Plant, and Winnie, among many others, for providing valuable sensitivity reading work for this first arc. If you're interested in them or their services, you can check the description below, but I do want to remind anyone that if there's anything that you feel like we maybe didn't handle well this arc, that that is entirely on us as a show. Sensitivity readers are an extremely valuable resource, and they help point us the right direction, but ultimately, the choices we make fall on our shoulders. Some other fun stuff I wanted to quickly mention, March is coming up tomorrow, which means in the spirit of March Madness and Bracket Fun, we are doing another round of the NPC Showdown. For anyone unfamiliar with that, the NPC Showdown is something we do each year, where we take the main NPCs of an arc, and we just stick them in a bracket, and we have you vote on who your favorites are. So if you check the description, you'll find a link to that bracket if you want to fill it out before we play, and then check our Twitter and vote. At the beginning, we usually post two a day, a couple of hours apart, and then eventually, near the end, that'll go to, like, one a day, and then the final round usually has about two days. In addition, many folks who responded to our end-of-arc survey said they would be interested in a Quest Friends wiki, so I'm currently hard at work on that. But the thing is, I don't super remember a lot of things from Season 1, And I'm filling out an entry for each and every episode. So to help with that, I'm actually going to be doing season one listen alongs about once a week over on our Twitch page. I don't have a specific day. I don't have a specific time. It'll probably be like Wednesdays. But if you're interested in revisiting Flashback Future with me, I'm going to be streaming those episodes about every week, hanging out in the chat, and then also working on getting that wiki up to date. All right, that is the main stuff I have for you today. Since we've reached the end of this first arc, which I'm treating like the end of a season of a TV show, we're going to be taking a two-month break, so to speak, before beginning the next arc of Hereafter. So in two weeks, we're going to be releasing the Q&A episode that we're streaming today, and then after that, Hallie is going to be running a two-episode series starring a wonderfully eclectic group of characters called Cryptid Cryptids. For anyone familiar with the cookie crew from Flashback Future, our first season, it's the exact same team. So Hallie, Ari, Emily, Cassidy, and Olivia will be sowing chaos somewhere else in the world of Quest Friends Hereafter, as a group of wonderfully strange cryptids. Then after that, we're going to have a brief recap episode just to refresh everyone on the events of this arc, and we will be on to arc two. All right, that is actually everything. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this first arc of Quest Friends Hereafter. The Q&A episode will be releasing in two weeks on Monday, March 13th. I'll see you then.
1: So, here, so, team, squad, I want to present, like, Samuel was a Necromon and also he's not dead. Here's his card. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a cooler way of doing that, though? Because I really would like to summon him to the stand yeah, we, by tricking somebody. We,
2: we really do need to summon him to the stand somehow, but I'm yeah. not sure if we need to use Oset or Lucas in order to do it. The one thing I
0: do want to make clear is you are missing
2: in its entirety the how. It, yeah, yeah, like, we... We have been trying to build to this, and we haven't yet established the critical facts. Yeah. Like, for one thing, Oset won't admit to the smoking gun that secures our motive of there is something for Lucas to gain here. He can escape the contract. And yeah, the how is confusing, because if he was bonded to Osets, how would he have even been captured in this card?
1: Well, I think he was captured in the card first. I think Lucas caught him at some point. And then as Sammy and Oset got closer, I think that the bond shifted to Oset. But I'm also getting stuck on how Sammy specifically being dead benefits Lucas in any way.
2: Well, that's part of why the motive thing is so critical, because it seems as though Lucas has put effort into framing Maybelline, the glitter at the crime scene, creating the pickle note for you. It seems as though he has put in an effort to frame Maybelline And Maybelline also knew that Sammy was a necromon. Oh, yeah. Is that relevant? How did... Uh, we're missing an important piece of this mystery, and I don't know the best way to find that out right now.
0: Yeah, I think it might be helpful for me to just recap the events of the night, specifically the murder window, as you currently know them. Sammy let you all in. Alina shakes his hand. You go to fight Maybelline and Eddie and Rhonda at that point alina shakes sammy's hand is like oh good job lucas starts cleaning up papers alina also goes to clean up papers and while she's cleaning she steals just some random contracts she doesn't pay attention to what they are oset kicks everybody out after they leave alina notes that sammy leaves the room sammy comes back out into the lobby and then he goes someplace else she doesn't know where he goes And then nobody else ever enters that room until the Undertakers enter. So nobody enters the room where Sammy is supposedly killed. As
2: far as we know.
1: So we don't really know where Lucas went after cleaning up the papers. Don't know where he
0: went and you don't know where Sammy went.
2: Yeah, I kind of wish we had figured out what specifically the back passage in that room connected to, because there was definitely one used. There was a portrait and a statue slightly moved in the final thing. Yeah, they moved. The back passages, they connect everywhere. Well, that was clearly used to get in and out after everyone had left, and presumably how to quickly get down there and delete the footage before Undertakers could arrive.
0: Other relevant facts, if you want me to share them. Yes. Sure. You still don't know who the Key Clones Benefactor is. You only know the pronouns. Second, we know the benefactor asked the key clones to do something. Fede didn't know what.
2: I swear to fucking God, if the big reveal is that Alina was behind all of this all along, I will come to your home in Arizona and (laughs) destroy you.
1: Remind me what the pronouns were.
2: She. She? She, her is how they referred to the benefactor. Benefactor is a woman, which was part of why I had been convinced before that Maybelline was the puppet master, but she was somehow the benefactor. But I guess that makes less sense given that they ended up fighting in the room.
1: I'm almost I'm almost tempted to just like start being like, Lucas, what did you tell the key clones to do? (laughs) It's just to see if he breaks. Just start just start throwing things at the wall like the the gray style.
3: I worry about throwing things at the wall because then we're going to get punished. We will
2: take penalties. I
3: know. Mm -hmm. I know this. But I feel like we need to talk to Rhonda, maybe. Maybe Rhonda and Eddie, but I'm worried that, like, I feel like Rhonda is easier to get to do stuff. But they wouldn't tell us who their benefactor was. I think that'd be a hard sell.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't suppose we can offer Rhonda and Eddie a plea deal.
1: (laughs) We are lawyers. We can do that. Okay, so...
2: The Key Clones did something very relevant to this, and it's almost certainly connected to the how, because that remains our one big mystery.
1: Was it the Kikes who did the machine that made them all go in their cards and then hurt the the person?
2: That was Eddie and Rhonda,
1: yes. That was Eddie and Rhonda?
0: You don't know how they got over it. You don't know why they weren't affected. So presumably... That means that the key clones were connected to something or someone that had a means of hiding their injury. Yeah. Either not getting injured or being able to brush off the injury as being due to something else.
1: So who had an injury that night? Like, Sammy had a headache, but like, can Necromon be tethered to other Necromon?
3: What I will say is that the only medical thing I can think of is that (laughs) someone was pregnant. (laughs)
2: No, no. <laughs> oh my god.
3: God,
1: no.
2: Oh motherfucker. No. Oh, no, this can't be. I'm furious. I can't believe you would turn about us like this <laughs> after all the jokes that we made.
1: We helped TT Romanov to the stand, please. Could you please
0: provide your name and profession?
1: Uh, I, uh, Rasput, I
0: am T. Romanov. <laughs> I am a necromon champion to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Miss Romanov. And could you tell me about the events of the evening? Well, uh,
3: where where to
0: begin? At eleven o'clock p.m.
3: I have a question. Yes. This is out of character. Yes. Is <laughs> T.T. had her baby? Or is she still pregnant?
0: T.T. is still pregnant. Oh, the pains of pregnancy. Oh, so painful. It makes it hard to talk. It doesn't make it hard to sing, though.
3: Oh, Christ. Oh, no. Oh, God.
0: Objection. Objection. I will. Objection. No, you will speak it. You will not sing it. And T.T. Romanov looks over to you and is like, Eh?
1: Eh? I really want to piss off Elliot, is the thing. So, um, there's no law that says singing testimony is illegal. That is spirit!
0: Boidel Rat! And you can see a boidel rat has been hooking up the device. <laughs> Begins the song! Come listen to my voice, told through the testimony tango. I'll tell all the things you need to know. I started the night pregnant, and I continue to be pregnant. Then men. I the party and trapped all Necroman into cards. It was just like Die Hard. Even so, I had the pregnancy pain. I knew I had to be brave and knock those bad men away. So I did. And then... We entered Osset's Sophies, and so we were cautious, he came and kicked us all out. Now I know this is the tango, but it works so well, and of the seven of us, I am not the most musically inclined. <laughs> You'll get it later. But then TT saw something. That was oh so perplexing Sammy went into back room Where could he have gone from there? It's mystery All I know is
1: that
0: TT Con continues to be pregnant
1: <laughs> when you say continued to be pregnant, do you mean that you had pains at about the same time that uh, the Necrobond all suddenly disappeared?
0: Yes, I, uh, it was so painful.
1: So painful. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Right. TT is better now, though. You're better now. Yeah. So, those pregnancy pains, they only happened
3: during that moment.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: Irene will turn over to Kike and whisper, Can skeletons be pregnant? Uh,
4: no.
0: I'm letting you decide this, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> you figure out this, lore. I'm sitting back.
4: <laughs> that just sounds too cursed for me. So I think <laughs> Kike is going to say no. We only can have indigestion. And sometimes it has
3: been confused for pregnancy, but... No. <laughs> so the. And she, like, puts her hand out in front of her and does, like, the rounded, indicating a stomach. It's fake, correct? Yeah,
4: you kinda. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you kinda need to have skin for that. <laughs>
0: Tarladoib. Tarladoib. You hear some muffled, like, <laughs> movement and tarladoibs from underneath where Toidal the bump rats. is. It looks like he has just Boidal Rat under there.
1: I'm going to point to Kike. This man is a doctor and he says you're not pregnant.
4: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I am not that kind of doctor, Sparky, but also I happen to be a skeleton and we both (laughs) know, mister, that we do not get pregnant. You need organs for that. Show us your organs.
2: (laughs) Hold it. That is belligerent. Very nearly excartible. <laughs>
0: I know not what you speak of.
1: <clears throat> Mr. Grigori Rasputin. Yes. <laughs> so you agree your name is Mr. Grigory Rasputin? Duh!
3: The Ace Attorney, like, breakdown down the stand. Uh,
2: oh! Breakdown is just his head falls and bounces a few steps. <laughs> yeah, his head falls, goes back up.
1: The border Rats climb out of the pregnancy bump. <laughs> fly up. Freedom! They have, like, little bibs and pacifiers. <laughs> they just look like babies. Oh, uh, gee.
0: All right, yes.
1: I want fan out of this,
0: please. Let me ask again, then. What is your name and job? I am, uh... Yeah, Rasputin, I am Rasputin. (laughs) And your job? Yes, I am Rasputin. (laughs) Elliot throws his hands up, just starts chugging more water. Mr. Rasputin. Yes?
1: Why did you enter the uh, Scuba Corps tournament?
0: Take a GM intrusion.
4: No! Actually,
0: no, I'm going to wait for the GM intrusion. No! (laughs) He's going to do a smile. is it not obvious?
1: I wanted to be here. In court.
0: Yes.
1: You wanted to be here in court, so you entered the Scoop of War tournament. And then, I'm just guessing here, hired Team Team Clone? Is that is that their name? Do you have any connection to Team Clone? Ronda, and Eddie are their names.
0: What is your interest? Well, he is connected to Team Clone. Why not ask him any points to Kike?
1: I because he's not connected to his clones anymore never was really i mean connected in the sense that anything happening to harm them as necromon may harm you as well such as something that you could pass off as pregnancy pains. oh so
0: that is what you are asking
1: that is what i'm asking yes
0: objection sparky what does this poor attempt for a terrorist attack have to do with anything
1: Well, isn't it convenient that that terrorist attack happened at the exact same time as this murder? It sounds awfully inconvenient to me, Sparky. (laughs) Yes. Inconvenient, you're sure? Convenient, yes. Yes, yes. How was it convenient for you, Mr. Rasputin? Where did you find the body? Well, funny you ask. The body remnants were in... No, no, no. The
2: real body. Where did we find the card? found it near the front door, I think. It was in the front hall.
1: The front entrance. So there was body. So they come again? What is it you want to know? Did you
0: hire team clone? Uh, one would not call the dark magics employment. Did you dark magic team clone? He leans into the mic, and the smile goes wider. <laughs> yes. Why?
1: We weren't the ones who killed him you know. I believe that. Good. However, I do believe that you know who did. Perhaps. Is that person in this room? And what will defense do if I say yes? (laughs) Well, as long as it's not Irene Hawthorne, I'd say the defense would say case closed.
0: Rasputin raises. He does like a peace sign. Two questions. I will give you the answer to two questions. No more. Team huddle. Team huddle. Elliot's just like, Objection! You can't do a huddle in the middle of a trial.
1: Just because you don't have any friends, Elliot, doesn't mean other people can't do a huddle.
0: (laughs) Yes, but uh, we we should at least call a delay for this. No more delays! No, you can huddle with your cooler prosecution. (laughs) (laughs) And Elliot just turns his head and does that.
4: What a mook.
2: I think one of our questions has to be very specific, flat out. What did you ask the key clones to do during the time frame between 11 o'clock and 11.20? Mm-hmm. They did something in that time. It's probably why their not-prints are all over the body as well. And that will probably be critical to our understanding of how. It might be the last piece we need to really understand the mystery. Yeah. But the second question I'm not sure of, and maybe we need to hear the answer to that first one before we decide.
3: Are we allowed to ask one first and and then re-huddle? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So say again exactly what you're going to ask.
2: What did you ask the Key Clones to do between 11 o'clock and 1120?
0: Good first question. Answer is, as with many mysteries, quite simple. I ask Key Clones to move bodies. Or, not the body, body. Oh, gavel, stop saying body. (laughs) The costume was in... Costume? What costume, please? I am speaking. Thank you. (laughs) The costume. Well, it was, I believe, in the hyper-secret room. The one with the zeppelin? Well, quite simply i uh i gave them card with legendary access did you know that they give champions legendary access cards oh <laughs> in this case it seems so well they found body in a secret surveillance room. Real nasty thing back was caught on a uh, loose nail. well i grab nail grab body grab some deadly nightshade i got it from uh, the camp. Oh, I think I met you there. And he points to you, Irene. Her face does not change. (laughs) Anyway, they they moved her body, make a good scene of it. And uh, that was pretty much, that was what happened. (laughs) Hold it. Now there is no evidence. There is plenty of evidence I must did. I, I, I regret to inform you, Sir Prosecutor. You have served your role well. I'm very grateful for what you've done. Uh, I believe you can find marks on the body, and oh yes, deadly nightshade only works at night, leaves awful rash. If you are team clone, you check them, a couple of them should have still awful rashes.
1: I want to let Rasputin continue solving the case for us. <laughs> Being like Elliot, you did a good job, but actually here's all the evidence from the court record that I also have access to. That's, that's all I'm giving you. I think
0: that was the most convoluted part was the, okay. the body was moved from one place to the other.
1: So to clarify, the body was in the secret Zeppelin room.
0: Yeah, not the card, but the body was, it seemed to be ripped open and was in the room, had the glitter on it, and they simply moved it to the new room and put the deadly nightshade
1: on it. So like, so like when Lucas didn't answer my question about the legendary access card, like he definitely had one. So he could have been in that room killing Sammy. Mm -hmm. But, but like why did Rasputin move the body? I don't know if I want that to be my second question, but, like, my thought was just why.
2: Honestly, I kind of lean that way, too. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. why Rasputin would do this is (laughs) probably (laughs) significant. Wonderful question. Wonderful
0: avatars, all of you. I am so glad they chose you. Uh, Well, it it was, ah, it was quite simple. I already said my reason. I wanted us to be here, all of us. And he points around to the room, every single one. But why? That was why. All of us here in the courtroom
2: today. I think we need to end his testimony right now.
0: I'm going to look at Lucas. How's Lucas looking? Lucas is pale. You would believe Lucas is a phantom. Awesome. He is so pale. He is so sweaty. He's just, you can hear... The, like, wood is just creaking under his giant, muscly hands.
1: Okay. Kyle, I'm not smart enough to figure this out, but I do have an understand roll, and I have a really good fierce today. It's, in fact, the only stat that is positive, and it's at a plus three. What do you
0: want a roll to understand? What question do you have?
1: I don't understand what he's insinuating, what dispute is insinuating, and I also want to understand Lucas's reaction, maybe. Like, from a mechanical standpoint, I know Lucas better, so I could apply it to Lucas. I'm trying to catch his eye, really, to be like, what the fuck is going on? You have to tell me.
0: Okay, so you want to roll to understand
1: that? I want to roll to understand. I also kind of want to just be like, hey, Rasputin, do you like rutabagas?
0: You want to ask him?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> no more questions at
1: this time. You have all you need. Do you like rutabagas?
0: I see it. No more questions. That was the deal, correct? And he looks over at Iran. You didn't say you would do favor. And the rest of you can notice as this, like, dark shadow starts to appear around Irene. And Irene, you notice you're having a little bit
2: of difficulty breathing. Oh, know? no! Oh, uh,
3: uh, that-
2: Booker, it's time for a, a um... Page starter twister! <laughs> <laughs> Just going to attack this man in court? No, I'm trying to swoosh away the shadow.
3: That was the deal. Okay, but good, good. You may step down from the stand. He looks
0: at you, Sparky. Agreed?
3: My character can survive X amount of minutes longer. I know, I know, I know, I know, (laughs) okay?
2: No further
0: questions. Agreed. The shadow instantly goes away. Thank you. Well, I must be off. I thank you for your efforts today. Very Grateful. And Rasputin will. Will, who cares what Vasputin thinks?
1: <laughs> I thought you wanted to be here so bad.
0: And he walks out the door.
1: I thought you wanted to be here so bad! He's not gonna answer, but I'm yelling that.
0: <laughs> and the door shuts.
1: I'm gonna whip around to Lucas at this point. What did you do? Lucas is gone. You are fucking kidding me! Because I asked the question instead of understand? I'm going after him. Fuck this. I'm so furious. I'm out. I'm out. Peace and out. After Rasputin? After Lucas? I'm out. Where'd he go? Where the fuck did he go? I will roll whatever you want me to roll. I am furious. Where the fuck is he? Sparky. Yes.
0: As the game master. No. <laughs> what do you intend to do when you find Lucas?
1: Oh man, I don't know. I'm just gonna yell at him. He's such like he's 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 a big strong man, but he's such a weakling. Like, I just wanna I'm so mad at him. It hurts me to yell at him because he'll do that quivering lip thing, but, like, but, like...
0: Do you think Lucas did it?
1: He was involved. Like, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, even if I don't think he did it, I know he's involved and he knows more than what he's saying and he needs to say it now.
2: We've been completely blindsided by Rasputin.
3: Completely. Fuck you. Well, I don't think Rasputin did it.
2: In either case, he's gone. I guess all we can do is pin this on Lucas.
0: You do understand, Sparky, what will happen to Lucas.
1: Like what was happening with Irene? Like he made a deal with Rasputin and now he's going to...
0: No, what will happen to him if you call him back, if you successfully pin the murder on him? Oh. You let him go, this shitty kid suffers, but Lucas will be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, he would be.
0: You'd be fine, right?
1: What's Elliot doing?
0: Elliot is sighing. He's staring at his notes. He's he's been completely bamboozled by all of your weird directions. So he's had no idea what to do.
1: What's Alita doing?
0: Alina looks confused, but she's actually running up to make sure that Hilda and Irene are okay. She's worried about the kids. Okay. And and Chaz, who had been narrating it in the arena, (laughs) uh, has been silent for a couple of minutes now, which is very uncharacteristic. When Chaz is not doing well, he speaks more, and when he's really not doing well, he doesn't speak at all. What is everyone else doing, by the way?
3: I feel like, at this point, Irene's, like, trying not to throw up. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She's had some weird dark magic going on. She's maybe about to go to prison. She doesn't feel well.
2: (laughs) Hilda is walking up to Oset Scuba with Sammy's necro card.
4: I guess he just followed Sparky to give her moral support, but regardless of whatever she ends up doing.
0: So that is what everyone is doing, Sparky. What are you doing?
4: Sparky, for a second she was frozen,
1: because when she saw Lucas was gone, her first instinct was pure rage. But then she looked around at all her old pickle pals, even Elliot. And, man, it's just like, there's nothing more end of an era than one of your friends being accused and guilty of murder. (laughs) You know, like, this really sucks. If she didn't know everything was over before, it's over now. And she was so hoping, even after her talk with Kike, that, like, it wouldn't be Lucas and something would come up. But it is. And that's not, it's not the Lucas bang she remembers or wants to remember. And maybe she's not who she remembers either. who she wants to remember but she knows who she wants to be so she hesitates for a brief second then she grabs her bag with her smackbook pro and she lights it up out of there and if kike isn't already following she'll be like kanaka you're good at tracking right uh yep you could say that i assume that sparky's car is there i mean i don't even know if i need to get in the car to drive after lucas i don't have an ap to spend on designated driver
0: but you don't need one what when a character in Under the Neighborhood makes a substantial change, they either overcome a flaw or they uh, fall deeper into it. They get something called an arc move. Sparky, you spent this entire show so far just focused on what your perceived needs were and this focus on the past and this idea that, well, you know what's best for all of Pickle and everyone else, right? I do. Well, yeah, I know. No, <laughs> no. That's the point. People with that mentality say I know best a lot. You get a move called you know best, which is for PCs who put the needs of others before their own. There's a whole lot of details to this, but the core of it is once per adventure, instead of spending one AP to add something useful or a known NPC to a scene that wouldn't necessarily be there otherwise, you can spend zero AP to make it appear, assuming it directly benefits somebody else more than it benefits you. Sparky, you run outside and you hear the revving of wheels, but they seem stuck. And you turn over and you see Lucas Bang broke into Elliot's car and tried driving away, (laughs) but he failed to do so because somebody slashed his tires.
1: (laughs) fire has there ever been a more perfect circle no there has not and then it was me i slashed the tire. we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a swish
0: uh, uh, <clears throat> lucas bang is sweating he's pale and he's red and he doesn't quite know what to do he has been muscled back into the courtroom and is sitting at the witness stand, and uh, everybody is is silent. The defense is silent. The prosecution is silent. Lucas Bang is silent. And Oset, his silence speaks so much. His nostrils are flared. His brow is furrowed. And this man who normally yells just quietly says, Confess. Uh, what? Confess, or if you would like to do this the long way, and he flips over a card of a bunch of eels signed Lucas Bang. Explain this. Well, I well, um, I just um. And he looks at you, Sparky, kind of like trying to muster some support.
1: Sparky is looking down, and at some point, all the cards that she still had signed by Lucas Bang had fallen out of her SmackBook Pro case. She's, like, gathering them all up and doing that paper bump thing, you know? And then, um, is there a trash can nearby? Yeah. I'm gonna throw them away. I don't look at him.
0: Uh, excuse me? Explain yourself! No, you explain yourself! Lucas Bang's voice booms throughout the place. His face grows fully red. And the bench around him just shatters. That's that's his Ace Attorney animation. Hell yeah. He yells and the bench around him shatters.
1: Hell yeah. I'm upset, but hell yeah.
0: No, no, you explain how you take anybody, any of these poor kids, including myself, who gets in and sign them into an unfair contract. You, you explain, you explain how I tried so many times. A teacher here, a veterinarian there, I tried to settle down every place and every time Scubacore comes back for more and more and more. No, I, I wanted out. He looks at you, Sparky. I had reasons to get out. So I looked for a contract. Perfect opportunity. Pick him up from the pile. Not a single goddamn one was there. But now, no evidence that Lucas Bang has been tampering. And Scubacore, who knows what they'll do next because they can do virtually anything. So I go down. I remember the code. Three, zero, zero, zero. Get in. Make my card legendary. Go delete that data. And then I hear this this voice, this whispering, like from my shadow myself, telling me behind me, you have to. And he looks at you, Sparky. You have to believe me when I say I didn't mean to do it.
1: Sparky is still looking down, even when, when he said there were reasons that I wanted to leave. There's, there's like a single tear coming down this cheek but her face is anime hidden by her hair, which is usually poofed back, but this time it's like Miyazaki deflated. I didn't
0: know who was coming, but I knew someone was. So I lunged, attacked just to take them out, but he ripped on something. And suddenly there was just, just a necromon. Just lying there. I did the only thing I could. I took my card and I hit it. And then, um, you know, I just, this is all Maybelline's fault. You understand that. And he looks at you, Sparky. You know this is all Maybelline's fault. She hadn't signed the contract, so she hadn't been so manipulative. And Sparky, his face grows red. The red grew every time he mentioned Maybelline. And you realize now that he never liked Maybelline. He has fucking hated her for the past 23 years. And, and I um saw an opportunity. All I needed was three lines of poetry and some glitter. And I could finally... Get her out of the picture. Not for me, for the kids. For once taking action for the kids. I swear I didn't move the body. I swear I didn't do- Silence!
1: I have heard enough.
0: You believe me though, right? And he looks at you, Sparky. You believe I, I- I was trying to do the right thing.
1: Sparky has not looked up. She's still looking down. There are probably a few more tears coming down. Um, she still does not respond.
3: Hey, Lucas, bang! He doesn't turn away from Sparky. She doesn't want to talk to you. No one wants to talk to you anymore.
0: I believe the wardens at Tartarus would disagree.
2: I find- Hilda will interrupt and shout, Mercy! Mercy what for? Because you're on TV. Everyone can see this because you set it up in the arena. It would be bad for Scuba Corp's image to punish someone- Who was trapped in a situation they didn't want to be in.
0: Roll me convince somebody with heart with disadvantage. Fuck.
2: (laughs) If it only wasn't me, if anyone else was making the roll, I could take one for the team and make it succeed. Oh, but I can't. I just gotta believe in the heart of the cards.
4: Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't... Roll my of dice so I could see what I get, <laughs> and if it's good, I can give Hilda that. Now that I think
1: about it, <laughs> I didn't roll this incredibly useful thing that I have.
4: That is a 12, like, plus, plus league, it's not a nat 12.
0: Oh, you can still use it if you want him to succeed.
4: Okay, I'll help Hilda and give her that.
0: Osat, all he cares about is Sammy, so is there anything you could have rigged to remind him of
3: that? Even just, like, gesturing towards the card, maybe. He'll gesturing towards the card.
0: Oset goes, and his hand raises up a little bit to slam down, and he looks at the card at Sammy, and he just grumbles to Lucas Bang. Your contract is severed. Get out of my sight. And he slams down the gavel harm.
1: As soon as the gavel is smashed, Sparky just leaves. Hair down. Oh, oh no. She didn't talk because she could not have. Um. She's she's out of there. Tegan will go after Sparky. Sparky doesn't even notice, I don't think. She's trying to get out of there as fast as she can. And that's when the confetti goes off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
3: Clapping! Happy
2: music!
3: Irene holds out her handcuffed hands. Someone who she Somebody
0: thinks please. might have the keys. Elliot sighs and then just throws the keys to Earl and walks off. And Earl just starts fumbling. Elliot! He pauses as he walks out. Turn around. He turns his head like 10 degrees
3: towards you. Look me in the eyes, Elliot. Why? Because I want to see you look me in the eyes. I have a question for you, and I want to see you when you answer it.
0: He turns and he looks at you and he gets he gets he gets down on like his hands a little bit, like in a patronizing way. Oh no. Yes, Irene.
3: She steps closer. Are you sorry? <laughs> Even a little bit.
0: You should be asking the culprit that.
3: Thank you, Elliot. I just wanted to check and see if you were my brother.
0: See you at the next family holiday.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he walks off.
2: She doesn't acknowledge it. Hilda was going to like completely deflate, letting out all the tension and just kind of shaking a little bit having actually made it through this and sort of pulled that off Uh, and then she was going to make sure that Irene was okay and then get her and Irene and her family out of the courtroom as fast as possible.
0: Before you're able to do that, Hilda, you're actually accosted by Judge Scuba, looking humble for the first time. Oh, boy! And he says so, and he looks down a bit confused at the card. Everything you stated is fact.
2: As far as I know, yes.
0: Looks at it ponderously. So I really
2: was his card. That was the theory, anyway.
0: Research awaits, I suppose. I'll find a way to scrub this name from this card and bring Sammy Esther back. Thank you, Miskevich. You are quite the impressive person. I know you don't want to be on Scuba Corps radar, right but consider yourself on it nonetheless.
2: I'll take that as a challenge.
0: And he starts walking away and he says, oh, and before I forget, I was given these. And he hands you a handful of tickets. He says, apparently these are coupons for the World's Fair, which is coming up in a few months. World's, mind you, with, a, with, a, with an apostrophe after the S. Because it takes place in the Hereafter. It's across the world. It's the World's Fair. Not the world singular, but the World's Fair. Good job. The Bureau said this is your payment for winning the case or something like
2: that. Hilda's going to give tickets a look of disdain, but take them nonetheless.
0: And then finally, we make our way outside back to Sparky and Kiki. What happens?
1: How I imagine it going is this. Sparky runs to the first like isolated semi-private spot she could find, which is her van, and starts just like losing it. Aww. I imagine if Kike made his presence known, I think yeah. she would just like cry with him is the thing. I think she would be so No
4: that's the thing, like he, he just you know, he wouldn't say anything, he would just like right, be there as a way to kind of solidarity kind of thing. I imagine there are no words, that's the thing. Sparky just senses that he's there
1: and then would turn over and just like lead into him a little bit. And if there's any talk, it would be like it would be like nothing Kike would be able to make sense of. it would be like, at once we saw
2: the
4: runner in a legend, and there was like a dog and he
1: was so
4: nice. <laughs> Kike wouldn't wouldn't like respond. He would just like hug her more earnestly this time. He'll just hug her.
3: All in my heart hurts, wish I knew what I could say you'll do if I had
4: one more night with you.
0: And so the day ends with some sweat and some tears and one smile. Chaz is finishing announcing, being like, And Irene Arthorn wins the case. Oh God!
1: Ah, What a happy moment, folks! Ah. Screaming.
0: And it cuts off, and there's some fire of the light of a cave. And we hear some skitter-skitter of a boidle rat. And Rasputin takes this little phone he was using to watch the thing, and he sets it to the ground. And he starts laughing. (laughs) And as he laughs, we don't see him, but we see his shadow. And he reaches towards his face and as he does we just see as he pulls off of his face a wooden mask one that looks identical to his head which falls to the ground and after he does this his voice changes as his shadow grows and takes a completely unknown form (laughs) this is very <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, listener? And that's the end of the session.
4: Fuck you, doing a
1: Radigan voice to me at 11 p.m. Wait, is is
4: Rasputin?
0: Rasputin's been gone since episode one, guys. You put him in jail.
4: Oh my god, was this the, the that person all along? That was a Radigan voice.
0: What can I say, everyone? Mateo told you she's here, and don't tell don't tell Hilda how sloppy was she needs a good example of how to present yourself
2: properly and you know i just
1: i thought she meant our defense <laughs> <And> it was <laughs> like christ alina fuck you
2: don't tell alina how badly i've been disappointed as a mother only getting the prosecution on hearsay really polish middle names because <laughs> the thing
0: is unfortunately alina is the kind of person who would say her full name
3: alice Alina Alice
2: Alina Maria Maria.
3: there we go there's a good one that's a good one
0: fingerprints uh give me one second (laughs) Elliot says as he turns to
2: Google
4: (laughs) (laughs) Google (laughs) fingerprints
2: (laughs) Elliot bluffing as deeply as any Phoenix Wright is
4: (laughs) but he
0: ripped on something
2: and suddenly there was eels (laughs) I
0: can't take that seriously, but that is what happened. They're (laughs) eels. Just, just...